Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Peaking Into Success podcast. We are now on episode 17 of the podcast, which has happened so quick. Um, Today we've got a guy on that also kind of has his own show and his own podcast in its own right. Um, He is a knowledgeable man all about everything, Q Sports, whether that be pool or snooker, and has interviewed some of the great stars of the game. So today we've got on David Goldsmith from Chalk Talk. Hello David, how are we today? Good evening, I'm very well, thank you, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Um, Of course, you're in the hot seat, as I'd call it tonight, where it's kind of rolls reverse for you. Um, yes, yeah, it is, yeah. But I'm sure... With the amount of episodes you've done, you've got the gift of the gab to kind of keep it rolling and know your field well, so you'd be able to talk about it well for the listeners. Yeah, I like to think so. I like to think I'll be all right. (laughs) So, of course, um, for people that don't know you and kind of what you do, how would you sum it up quickly for everyone? Um, Yeah, so I, I... Run a podcast with Microbrew Radio, who who you obviously know yourself, the guys there. Um, I run a podcast that's based around pool and snooker, and I speak to, as well as the the kind of local players around the area. I've I speak to professionals and kind of all people that are involved with Q Sports. So you know, snooker coaches, snooker professionals, pool professionals, people like referees. I, I like to have a nice wide field of people that come on the show so we can get a feel for every aspect um and yeah it's just kind of it's just kind of taken off from there was there any reason you chose q sports as kind of your niche yeah so i mean i've played pool for around competitively i've played for around 12 years um when i started playing in in local leagues around burton on trent and then yeah i've played i played for staffordshire for my county for about five years um i'm going to try and represent them again this year so i'm i'm really big into pool i like playing I, I, i'd like to think i'm at a good standard of pool so and i also love talking about it so when i knew that there was a kind of opportunity for me to have my own show um obviously you you like to pick something that you're good with and that you're confident with and something you can talk about all day every day and all night and you know pool pool and other q sports snooker i've played myself as well so it's Something I could just talk about all the time. So it was a it was a no brainer really that this was the route to go down. Nice, and I mean, I've I've heard a few of your episodes kind of to, to get a feel of you. Even though my knowledge of Q Sports is not the greatest, but I think how you come across and how you talk about it shows your enthusiasm. And that when you were talking about it, then I could just see in your face that you could. If I let you run and run and run with it, you could. And you could just be a one-man podcast on yeah. sports if you wanted to be and just talk all day about it. So it's, it well, comes yeah, across I, in your work. Yeah, I I thought originally, I didn't know that my plan wasn't to have a guest every single week. I didn't think I'd be able to get that done. You know, it's like I say, it's taken off bigger than I, I ever expected. So at first, I kind of felt like there was going to be weeks where it would just be me for an hour talking about pool which I could do as you say I, I could do it but I've been fortunate enough to, to land very special guests every week and it means I, I only get to speak half of the time rather than the full hour. Is there, is there a guest that sticks out in mind to you when you think of all the episodes that you've done? Yeah I mean there are some that I've I've um, not not guessed, but there are some shows that I've preferred preferred to others. Some some shows have flowed a lot more than others. Um, I find it a lot easier when my guest is in the studio with me because we're face to face, and it's a lot it's a lot easier to engage. Whereas sometimes, you know, over calls like this, I mean, I, I can already tell already that me and you are firing, so it's fine. But with some people, it, it, you know, especially if you've never really held a conversation with them before, it's quite tough to get going and to get a feel of the room. Um, but no, so I've had, a, I've had a few very big guests on the show, for a few people that are very highly ranked in the pool and snooker world. Um, but the ones I've preferred the most have been the kind of local 
the local guys, the people that I know. And I, I don't know if that's because I've known them for years and because I've played ball with them before, but because we've got that friendly feel already, they're so easy to talk to. And I mean, I can talk to anyone, but these guys have, um, you know, one show, for instance, was I had a gentleman on about three weeks ago called Keith Rudin. And he's he's just a local player. He's won, he's won a lot in the local, like the Burton area. Um, you know, he's represented his, his county, Staffordshire. And very, I think he represented England as well. So he's played at a good level. And I've known him for a few years. So the show just, it just flowed really nicely like it was amazing it, it was just like two mates talking a bit like you know a bit like how this feels it just it was so easy to talk to him and at the end of the show my dad said like my, I got home and my dad said it was his favorite one so far That's you know when I consider that when I consider that I've spoken to millionaires and players that have won all these tournaments across the world I was I was a bit taken back but then when I listened back to it I was like yeah actually that was a really good show that's what you want, though. You want you want someone that's kind of on your level, and you kind of have that mutual respect. If you know kind of where the person's come from and known them for years, you can kind of talk and kind of be like, "Oh, remember yeah. this." You've got you've got stuff to bounce off as a general conversation, and that's Agreed, yeah. that's when it comes across better because it's not like like now it's not like I'm interrogating you, going, "Well, why did you do this? Why did you do this?" It's it flows it feels like i'm just asking you questions in between a conversation which is nicer yeah and i mean yeah it comes it comes across as i'm not gonna lie i went i went in the archive a bit just to see kind of the progression is that's what i like to look for so anyone that has a podcast i like to look at kind of the first couple to the latest couple to see kind of the arc and the growth and it shows that I'm not gonna lie. You you've not really changed a lot. Like there's not like there's not much of a change. Like you've you've kind of kept you, and that shows like that you are who you are, and you don't change because of oh, the mic's on and you're recording, which is nice. And it shows that you're not changing to be a persona. You are you. You are David, and you are talking about something that you want to talk about. So it's nice to see that. And that the people can access that frequently. Yeah, I I don't want to be another character. You know, I, I I do want to be myself, as you say. It's it's quite important, really, because if I was myself, and then I got into the studio with a guest, and they were seeing me as this different person, like trying to act like something else, it just I don't know. It wouldn't sit right with me, and it probably wouldn't sit right with them. And um, the characters in the pool world, they'd definitely tell me about it. So, uh, no, it's, it's nice to, it's nice, nice to just be yourself, isn't it? And, and know that people are enjoying it as well. It's a, it's a good confidence boost. A hundred percent. Um, you've mentioned about microbrew and kind of how they're linked with the podcast. Kind of how did that opportunity come around for you with microbrew radio? Yeah. You know what? These guys are amazing. I'm going to shout out straight away, Matt and Jay, man. Yeah. great mate you know yourself great guys great guys and i'm going to give a shout out to the local sports brew team on microbrew radio because that's where it all started for me um it was kind of a couple of years ago now we started a, a thing called local sports brew through microbrew radio um a gentleman called paul kirkley he got in touch um and it was just a group a group of guys that supported the local kind of football teams and we wanted to do a sports section for the locally run, you know, teams around the area and Burton Albion, State Mill, et cetera, et cetera. And we did, you know, parts on rugby and I think they still do parts on cricket and everything. And yeah, it just started from there. It started from like a, a video call. There was probably about five or six of us in this call. And then I got my brother involved. My brother still does it now. And it was every Friday, the, actually the slot that I have now, the 6 to 7 p.m. slot, it used to be the local sports brew slot. And yeah, every Friday in times where I think we then had like the second lockdown and there was times where we couldn't see anyone, but we still had this to do on a Friday evening and it was something to look forward to. And we spoke for an hour about football and various other sports over um, over Skype. Yeah, Skype we did it over, yeah. Um, and it just started from there. I never really thought myself as being much of a a talker about sports, but I know again, with things that you love, things like football and pool, I, I could talk all day. And 
it started there and it, it got to there was a couple of occasions where Paul, who was the like the main presenter of the show, he was unavailable. So I kind of took rank for a couple of shows and it just felt natural. It felt quite easy to do and felt like I could do it again. And then un- unfortunately the show changed to a Monday night, which is an, it's usually an unavailable night for me, you know, six till seven, I, I can't do it. So unfortunately I had to kind of put knock local sports bra on the head after two years, which was is a shame, but I was very fortunate that I could open up this other slot and keep the six till seven for myself on a Friday. And, uh, yeah, again, speak about something that I'm passionate about. So, yeah, that, that's good. And I mean, it's good that you've kept your kind of tradition of the slots. So, I mean, is it two years now that you've had that slot into, or it, is it longer now? It's probably over. It's probably over. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put dates together because we, we had the first initial call in, in January, but I'm trying to think if that was January. 2020 before the first lockdown or if it was 2021 i can't honestly i can't no, i can't no, even it, you know when you, you know when you've been doing it week in week out it just all kind of comes into one and um yeah and you know what i took good experience from local sports brew because there was a few occasions where we had on um a couple of ex burton albion footballers um who we'd interview over skype and to be able to do them kind of things, it really set me up for interviewing anyone. You know, I'm I'm not really scared of talking to anybody anyway. But in the last couple of months, I've spoken to some very big names that I didn't ever think I would hold a conversation with, and I've been so comfortable. And I have to I have to give that credit to the local sports brew in the first place and being able to hold the conversations with. They were only Burton Albion footballers. But they like because I support Burton Albion. They were my idols when I was growing up. So, you know, doing that has definitely put me in a forward step with my own podcast. No, that a hundred percent. And I mean, that's the thing. I feel like if you've got something to base off and see kind of people to work with initially and kind of take their pros and use it in short talk, of course, that's going to build you and build your show to become better. And, I mean, you would have already had some t- contacts from local sports brews, so you kind of can use them to your advantage when you're making your own show. Um, yeah, I agree. With, of course, your your career in general, is there a certain guest or a certain event that sticks out as a career high for yourself? Um, I'll be honest, in the last kind of six or seven weeks, it's it's been nearly high after high in terms of the people I've spoken to. It's, um, you know, I had, I think it was about three weeks ago now, I I did an interview with, um, there's a gentleman whose nickname is Venom and he's called Florian Kohler. And he's a French guy that lives in Vegas. Okay. And he's the most, he's the most streamed all trick shot player in the world. He did the first ever trick shot video on YouTube. He's got over 2 million followers and subscribers. Um, you know, he's he's played he's he's done exhibition events for like the Prince of Dubai and all these celebrities and it was I mean, I knew about him before I kind of got massive into Paul, so it was when I originally messaged him and he re- and he responded, like first of all stunned that he responded. <laughs> um and second of all to to actually get him there from live from Vegas to have a conversation with him. Um, and you know, he was a, he was a great guy as well. It was so easy to talk to. It wasn't like it was a difficult conversation. I found it really easy and, you know, that's, that's definitely a high right now because, you know, he, he's one of them names that everybody in Paul knows him. Everyone knows what he does, what he's about, you know, he's a multimillionaire that plays Paul for a living and it's things like that. You, you kind of dream about talking to people like that. Well, I do anyway. I don't <laughs> other people might not, but I definitely do. Um, and yeah, it was good to, if, if you look upon some of the people that follow him on social media, you've got professional athletes that follow him because they like his videos and things and, you know, actors and celebrities. And it's to hold a conversation with him was just unbelievable. And it will be, it will be hard to beat, you know, um, 
I do have an end goal of somebody that I'd like to talk to in the in the Q Sport world, but I think it's one of them where it may be nigh on impossible. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in the future. Do you, do you find it hard? As of course you said that you didn't expect him to reply. Do you find it hard to secure guests and try and to keep that ball rolling, or do you find it kind of easy as you double in local to worldwide with? the people that you try and get on? You know what? I'll be honest. I find it quite easy because, as I said originally, I wasn't going to... I wasn't planning on having guests every week. I didn't think I would be asking people to come on the show. But more importantly, I didn't think people of such stature would be asking to come on the show. And that was something I was going to go on to. Like, I've had some people actually ask to come on the show and people that are massive names and, you know... You don't think they want to come on to little chalk talk in, in Burton on Trent, but they do. They're interested and I didn't expect it at all. But when I hold the conversations with them and like when I held the conversation, the first original conversation with um, Florian Cola, I found it actually really easy. It was so, it was just so like, because I, I know how to talk to people anyway. I think it's something I'm confident with. I feel like I, I could talk to anybody. So it was quite easy to just message him speak to him just like he's a normal human being because he is and from there it was you know he was drawn in straight away because I, I sold it really well and yeah it was a uh, I, I find it quite easy I, I can imagine for some people it, it might it might be tough because it's not an easy gig you know trying to persuade people to do these things you might know yourself that I you know I've been rejected by a few because you do you you know you can't pull everyone in um and, you know, sometimes it probably is tough, but, you know, in, in my eyes, if, if I get rejected by one, I, you know, I go on to the next one and, you know, you get someone else on the show. So it's, I enjoy it. That's the mentality. I mean, if you get rejected initially by someone, you can always try again when you've got a few more episodes under your belt and a few more, mm. following, uh, a few more followers and build up yourself is, of course every podcast together is like a collection of your work isn't it so it's kind of if people can see that collection and be like yeah I like what they're doing then that's where you're gonna entice them in more that's like your sales pitch as well yeah yeah that's it And, and you know like to just be where we're at with I started at the start of April and you know we're only mid July to be where we are well I say where we are to be where where I am with the show and you know, for it to be helping microbrew the, the way it is, it, yeah, I'm I'm buzzing. I, there's there's nothing for me to be glum about or anything. You know, it's it, um, it's been a, a crazy three and a half months, but I'm, it's you know it's only going to go further. So it's I've I've managed to in, you know in terms of you you were asking if it was easy to to get people in. I mean, today I've secured four more people for my shows, so. I do it once a week and I've I've only now got three available dates left for the rest of 2023 and I just didn't I didn't I didn't see that happening but my my, my whole schedule is just chopped now and I'm you know I'm at a point where I can only have three more people and I've got to carefully select those three more people <laughs> I can't, you know I've got it's uh, it's going to be tough I might, I might have to I might find myself rejecting somebody this year and asking them to come on next year because of how full the schedule is. So it's it's would, scary. Would you expand onto more days so you can fit more in, or is it kind of you're happy with your one a week Friday? Yeah, you know what I've done. Um, I've done a couple of two show weeks when, um, like for instance, when I had Florian Kohler on, I did three shows that week. Okay. Um, I did one on the Monday um, with with two professionals. And then I did, um, I'll shout them out, Craig Waddingham, Mike Gibney. Great show it was as well. Um, on the Thursday, I had Florian. And then on a Friday, I was in to have snooker professional Dave Gilbert. So it was, you know, three amazing shows, but a very busy week. And I did feel like at the end of the week, like I could do a week off now. like for, Because because I work full time as well. And, you know, I've, I've got a son and, and, and a relationship. It's It's hard to... You're trying to do everything, and I, I've got quite because I play pool myself and I play football. I, I do have quite a busy social life, so it's hard to it's hard to fit everything in. 
I'm I'm more than happy with one a week. But yeah. you know, if 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 things go the way they're going, the the only solution might be to do two two <laughs> nights a week. It might be the only solution. Um, you know, I will I will do whatever the fans want. I'm a people pleaser. So. <laughs> there we go. So you'll get pressured into it eventually. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, of course, we've mentioned your career high. Is there a defining moment in your career to date that sticks out to you, which has changed you in some sort of way? There's a there's a couple, um, and the, the first one I'll tell you is it's not really changed me because it's a very recent thing that only that only happened last week. Um, but what I'll I'll say what it has done after after I've explained it to you, but. Um, I was on holiday last week and I got a message from Matt from the studio from Microbrew oh, um, and he, he he let me know that Chalk Talk is number two globally on the sports section of uh, Mixcloud and when you think of the word globally um, <laughs> I mean I was I was stunned I mean, it's like I just thought you know our episodes they they all all of my episodes get uploaded onto Mixcloud, so it's fine. You know, if people want to listen, it's always there for them. Um, I didn't see that happening. And, you know, um, what what that has done for me is it's just boosted my confidence. Like, I, you know, I want to take the number one spot and then I, I just want it to go further. I just want the more people that listen to it, especially because I knew, to be fair, from, from week one, week two, week three of the show, we were having people across the globe listening to the show. You know, I had people... People that I've had on the show have got fans that from all around the world, so it's that's always helped, and yeah, it's just boosted my confidence. That that was amazing to hear, and then you know, you just think there's only one way. There's only only one way to go after being number two, and that's number one. So, Do you know what um, number one is currently? Yeah, it's a it's a show called The Presser, oh, and okay. I can't remember I can't remember what country it's from. I don't know if it was like. The, Oh God! It might be American, you know. It might be an American show, um, possibly to do with what they call football. But I, you know, Not we won't go into that. We won't <laughs> go into that. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's to do with that, and I think it's got quite. It's got a bit of a following, but it's you know, it's nothing that I don't feel we could beat. So you know. Um, I tell you what, something that probably did define me career-wise um, was I used to work for BNM Bargains back in back in the day. But I started working for them about nine years ago, I think, and I was there for about two and a half years. And I was a supervisor there, and there was one time because I got a couple of like um, employee of the month awards and things like that, but. I got colleague of the quarter at one point. So from like January to March, I'd won colleague of the quarter. And that was in a time where I'd never been in a supervisor role before. I'd never been in a role where I was in charge and and having to take rank and things like that. And I feel like that's, that's definitely having that role and winning something like the winning an award like that. It's shaped my future purely because, um, I captain my own pool teams like on a Wednesday and a Sunday. I manage my own football team, adults team, on a Saturday morning, and you know I have the confidence that no matter no matter what role I go into now, I know I can be in charge and be comfortable with it. And I'm, you know, I'm not someone where it goes to my head. I'm I'm good at the I'm good at the role. I'm I'm good at being in charge of things, and I I absolutely love it. And I I wouldn't change that. And I don't think I'd be able to do the things I do now socially. Um, you know, that have brought me closer to so many people and, and give me this confidence if I hadn't have won that award back in the day because you win an award like that in the position you're in, it's it's a big thing. I mean, I was only 22 at the time. It's quite a big thing at that age, you know. Yeah. It's, um, and and now I'd, I'm happy to take charge of things and, and I know if I'm in charge, everyone, you know, everyone around me will enjoy it. So that's a good go thing to share with, I mean... That just shows that even your other careers have shaped you now and made you into what you've become. And that that just shows that some people would see that as a small thing, but it does shape a lot of people and people unintentionally get shaped by them. So it's nice that you've 
acknowledged it and said, yeah, I got this. And it made me into her become and given me the confidence. A lot of people don't realise them, them awards and them kind of job satisfactions that aren't really around a lot now mean a lot to people and management don't see that they do a lot of places that i've worked don't do employee of the month or quarter or anything like that but it is a big impact and it does give you that boost and make you want to perform better and gives you more confidence in your anything in life so i'm glad that you've mentioned <laughs> and mentioned that um with your with your first Thing, uh, your first uh, defining moment with the mixed cloud, um, is there is mixed cloud the only place that chalk talk can be found at the moment for anyone that wants to see it, or is it set up on other networks? Yeah, so at the moment it's um, it's aired live on a Friday six to seven pm, and then it is replayed on a Sunday morning eleven am till twelve pm. Um, and then, yeah, the link is on Mixcloud. Um, you know, go and have a look at Short Talk on on whatever social site you're on. Just, you know, people think that because it's pool, if you don't play pool, you might not enjoy it. Look, I'm a talker. The people I get on the show, we have good banter. We have a good joke. We have a good laugh. We, and we talk about serious things. We've talked about, I've talked about mental health with five or six of my, of my guests because it's something I'm big on and, you know what, it's, I'll be honest, I've listened to a couple of them back now. I didn't at first because I didn't want to hear my own voice, but I was pressured into it, so I've listened to a couple of them. You know what, they're, they're great shows. Even if you don't like Paul and Snooker, I've got I've got people that, I've got friends that don't, they, they hate Q Sports, but they listen to the show because it's a good, it's a good crack. It is a good crack and, um, I'll you know, I'll stand by that forever. So yeah, go go check it out on Mixcloud. I think there's there's going to be more ways coming forward in the future, but I can't. Um, I'm unable to say anything at the moment. I've got a you know one of them, <laughs> um, but yeah, for now it's just mixed cloud. And then the the, the times that it's aired on the on the stu- on the station, uh, the Friday evenings, the Sunday mornings. Um, I did actually. I actually had one more. I don't want to rabbit on too much, but I did actually have one more of the defining moments. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I d- I didn't I didn't think about it too much because it was. It wasn't work-wise, you know, it wasn't like career-wise, so to speak, but um, it actually kind of falls in well with Chalk Talk. So back in 2019, when I was representing Staffordshire playing pool, um, we were at the county finals in Rill in Wales, and I was playing in the C section for for Staffordshire. Uh, You you know, you have your A's, your B's, your C's, and then you have your ladies and your your under-18s, loads of different sections. So I was playing in the men's C section, and I finished top of the section on averages for the for the four days that we that we were there. Um, I actually finished top of the section with with a win percentage of like eighty percent or something like that. And you know what? I I came away from that them four days loving Paul more than I ever have because of how I did in, in you know in them few days that I was there in Wales. And I came back from that, you know just beaming with confidence about Paul and that it could be something that I'll do in the future, whether it's playing, whether it's talking about it. And, you know, who knows if, if I'd have gone to them four days away and played very badly and came back with a 10% win rate and finished near the bottom of the stats, you know, I, maybe I'll, I'd have gone off Paul a bit. Who knows? You know, you, you never know. Honestly, you never know. Sometimes things like that can can pick you up and put you in an incredible place and, I think I've probably got, you know, that's one of the best things I've ever done in pool. So I think I'll I'll stick to that because that's definitely defined this in some way because now I, I have this love for pool that just, it won't stop. So, you know, I, I know what I can do on a table and I, I know what, that I can talk about it. So That's the igniting factor then, wasn't it? To kind of drive yeah. you on is, of course, if, as you said, if you didn't do well in that, would, would you have made talk, talk or would you have just been like yeah I'll stay on the sports route then it moved to Monday and then you would have left so we don't know do we yeah you never honestly it's you know you really do never know what could have happened <laughs> um of course you've mentioned about guests and you've got your packed out schedule um kind of what is said to look forward to for people 
end it support chalk talk you know what I've got I've obviously nearly booked out the whole year and there's so many good guests coming on this honestly there's so many next Friday um for instance you know if I if I could sit here and explain every guest here because I know them <laughs> on, the, on the top of the, off the top of my head what dates they're on and everything if I could explain them all if I had time I would but I, I just simply can't so I suppose you'll all just have to tune in and, and have a look um but no next Friday on the 28th I've got Chris Melling, um, who's also known as the magician and unbelievable ball player. Some of the things he's done, like live on telly, he's played in the Moscone Cup, which is massive in America and, and in England as well. Um, you know, he, he goes to China, he plays out there. That will be a great one. You know, he, he seems quite easy to talk to already. So just from the few conversations we've had. Um, so that will be big. But, I, you know, I've got, I'm going to have my first ladies players on the show um at the end of september to two of the local ladies that have been playing for about 40 years um i've got around five six maybe even seven professionals all professionals coming on the show and i've got about three professional snooker players coming on the show before the year is out i've got a professional snooker coach who's coached all the best players in the world coming on the show um you know what? Every week, I could I could say all of these amazing names, and a lot of people might not have heard of them. But sometimes they're not even the best shows. The best shows are sometimes the local guys who, you know, have a good crack, and and I can read the room with them because they're in the room with me. And you just never know. But all I can say is just just tune in because it's an hour of it's good talk. It is really is good talk. <laughs> like it's you know. Um, Hopefully, you know, I'd, like I've I've had a T-shirt made for the show. Um, my promoter, he's he's made made some chalk talk badges as well. You know, there's merch coming. <laughs> what what, is, what isn't there to love? Um, no, yeah, just just tune in, guys, and I, I promise you, you won't regret it. No, wicked, and I mean, with all the kind of without listing the names, all the people that you've said that you're trying to get get on for this year and you've secured should excite people to want to check in with you maybe not live but on Mixcloud and see what you're actually doing Mm -hmm. yeah definitely we're gonna get into the darker section uh, as I call it (laughs) um so just where my style goes (laughs) (laughs) um so the is there one piece of advice that you could give to your younger self so maybe a 10 11 year old David if you went back and spoke to him now and gave him one piece of advice, what would it be? I would say to be more confident. And th- there's a reason I say that, um, you know, for some reason, I mean, now, I, I, like I say, I can talk to anybody and I can talk about anything. And I'm so, I'm so confident. I'll never shy away from any conversation. Um, but back as a child, up until, you know, if I could speak to like 14, 15 year old me, who who was in year 10 11 at school so shy so 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 timid wouldn't i wouldn't you know i had like a a group of friends that i'd play football with and i had my group of friends outside of school but i'd be so i just would not want to talk to anybody really like i tried to keep myself to myself I had zero confidence in terms of anything whether it was girls or you know, stepping forward to do things, I just didn't want to do anything. I'd, I had no, I had zero confidence, and it, that carried on till after school. I went to college after school, and I didn't enjoy college. And I think I dropped out after three or four months. And I put that down to me having zero confidence. College is a whole new, whole new aspect. It's like a step up of school. You're meeting new people, but you're still kind of doing all this education. Yeah. And I didn't particularly enjoy school, really. So. I went to college and I had zero confidence still. And I I was the same person. I was the same kid that left school that had no confidence and wouldn't really talk to anybody and, and all of that. And, you know, it wasn't until I really started working and I was 18, 19 that I started becoming this confident person that would just talk anyone, like I'll, I'll chew anyone's ear off, you know, I love that idea. And, and I, I'll, I'll talk to anybody and, and nothing phases me at all. Um, so I definitely just tell my younger self to just, just be confident because all you know. I've got three older brothers, and they were all confident and you know much loved lads at school. And yeah, just it does. 
it doesn't disappoint me because I, I feel like everything happens for a reason and, and I'm where I am now because of the things I've done in the past and everything, you know. So I'll never regret anything, but it does, it does, it hurts me a little when I think back at um, being in school and just not really having a backbone, not having any confidence, just not even wanting to go to school because I knew I probably wasn't going to have a good day because I won't talk to anybody because that's who I was. Like I was just a very shy lad and I didn't want to, you don't want to be that way, you know, and you you know what, to be fair, outside of school, I wasn't too bad because I had a group of lads that I played football with and we all got on, but I was just such a shy, zero confidence lad. And when I think back at that, I think that's mad for how I am now and how happy it makes me being confident. And I look back at that, it's like, well, why was I like that? But, you know, there's no, there's no answer for it. It's just who I was, you know. You can't, you can't change who you are like that in an instant. Um, but I think I'd, I'd say it to any any child that's, that feels like they're, you know, maybe a bit too shy or, or timid or whatever, you know, just be more confident. Confidence is, it works wonders. It really does. It, it's what it's done for me in the last few months is unbelievable because, you know, I've, I've been through some stuff at the start of the year that I won't go into, but, you know, confidence is key. It really is. It sounds cliche, but it's it's true. No, 100%. And I mean, um, I, th- I think with what you're doing and the message you're putting on, you're very much a positive role model. So even though you didn't feel confident when you were a kid, hopefully your confidence now will motivate young people to pursue that and if they've got a love for any sport or anything in general that you can succeed and people do show a common interest in anything that you like so and you've shown that so that's a big props to you so keep Thank doing you. what you're doing <laughs> i will um i just wanted to ask you of course um sponsorship is kind of a thing that you're trying to sort at the moment so you've got potters haven't you as a sponsor so far is there Uh, any is there any more on the horizons or are you trying to get more so if there's anyone listening who's got a business in derby or burton how can they help you out yeah so first of all massive shout out to potters as well because they're um dave gilbert professional snooker player he he co-runs the place um with bill and nez shout out to them guys they're what they've done for me and for chalk talk and you know i've had a massive board put up in the in in potters for everyone to see by the main table by the tv you know about chalk talk with my name on and everything it's when i when i walked in we did like a bit of an unveiling and when i walked in one night and saw that it was very overwhelming very you know it was you know, hold it together, Dave. <laughs> um, but no, you know what? They're they're amazing. And as soon as I've wanted sponsorship, they were fully invested and, and they've been brilliant. So big shout out to them. Massive thank you. Um, just by the off chance they hear this, I'll make sure they do. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. The thing is with this show, you know, I, I do it voluntary and, I, and I, that doesn't bother me. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's, it's very rewarding. Excuse me. It's very rewarding at the moment. Um, but moving forward, obviously, to, not just to help Chalk Talk, but to help Microbrew Radio in general. Um, you know, sponsorship is is required. It's it's something that the, the station needs, and, and Chalk Talk could definitely do with help with. And you know, if I've if I've got to sell it as well as I can, like this show is it's going places, and that's not you know that that's not just words coming out of my mouth. That's what people are telling me. That's what people of big stature in in the pool and snooker world are telling me. This show is it's got potential to go very far, and I don't know where that potential is leading exactly. Um, but you know, the growth in just three and a half months has been scary, and the people it's reaching out to all over the world. It's not you know it's not just Burton and Derby. Like we we're literally the word of mouth is getting around all over the world and. In the last couple of weeks, I've been having, I've been holding conversations with representatives from China. Um, there's a, there's a, uh, a competition that they've had in the last couple of weeks where a lot of the professionals have been at um, called uh, Joy. I don't know if they say it as J O Y or if they call it Joy, but it's, it's it's in capital letters. It's called Joy, and they do like a Hayball series of competitions. And I've been speaking to them for the last couple of weeks. Different representatives. I spoke to four or five different people. 
Um, unfortunately, today we we came to a, a final agreement that they won't be sponsoring the show just because they wanted it to be strictly um, kind of joy based. They wanted to have you know, and I can't. I've got to have people of all different aspects of the Q Sports on it. I can't just have it as whatever they want it to be, um, which is unfortunate because they're they're a massive company with you know a lot of backing and everything, but. Yeah, I I want anybody involved, any anybody with a with a, a business, please get in touch because it's you know there's no limit on how many sponsors you can have, and a show that's as big as as big as this is currently and as big as it's it's going to be, I you know I I just say get involved because I, as far as promotion and advertisement goes, I I do it all the time for my sponsors. You know, Potters get it all the time and. I could talk about them all day. It's fine. You know, it doesn't bother me. It's no skin off my teeth. So I'd, I'd say to anybody that's listening that might have a business or knows somebody that wants to sponsor anything. Yeah. Just please get in touch. Cause it's, it'll be, it, it would definitely be a good partnership. You know, me and Potters, I, I can see it going a long way. It's a good partnership already. And they've only been sponsoring me for about a month. So yeah, just get in touch, I suppose. There we go. So hopefully people will be able to find you and I mean at the end we'll call out all your social media so they can get a hold of you if they they do have a business and sponsor you is hopefully people can back you so it can just ever evolve correct thank you (laughs) it's okay um we're going to move on to quick fire questions so of course you don't know any of these no take it easy on me (laughs) but you should be able to answer them all I have faith that you can um, so the first one is uh, you go into a pub and you've got to go and sing one karaoke song. What are you singing? Don't buy Ed Sheeran. Nice. Different. different. Um, I, you know, I, I, I love Ed Sheeran. To be fair, I, um, I love a bit of karaoke. You know, I do. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Exactly. Um, but I was at a, a wedding of a friend of mine's sister Wow. Uh, a month, maybe a month and a half ago, and I'll give him a shout out, Mickey. I'll make I'll make sure you listen to this as well. Um, <laughs> they they did karaoke at the end of the night, which I've never really known at a wedding before, but I I love the idea of it. And yeah, I did I did don't buy buy Ed Sheeran because it's fast paced and I enjoy it. Um, and you know what? I didn't do I didn't do too much of a bad a bad job. The, the start of the song caught me out because it didn't start how it starts on my playlist. <laughs> so... <laughs> I got I got caught out at the start and I had to do some catching up. Um but no, yeah, I that song just because it's it's not your typical slow love song that anyone can sing, it's it's something that takes a bit of the takes a bit of background knowledge of the, the words, I guess. So Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. And I mean, it's nice that it's something different, is I mean, it's not a generalised karaoke song, so people won't expect it and it's not like having Don't Stop Believing a hundred times in the night. Um, then the next one is um, I invite a chef round to your house and he's making you one meal and he's getting you one beverage of your choice what are you choosing wow that's that's cool okay see the problem is I really like food and I'll I'll eat anything at any point um uh, okay, yeah, I'll go. And you know what? If it's yeah, okay, I'm gonna go with a gammon, gammon steak. I mean, it can be whatever ounce you want. If we want to go 32 and make it big, we'll make it a big deal. We'll do that. Yes. Um, you know, gammon. I trade the pineapple for an extra egg, so I'll have two eggs, chips, side of onion rings. You know, bit of mayonnaise on the side. <laughs> it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I like a bit of mayonnaise. Um, and then my beverage. He's got to get me a McDonald's Coke. It's got to be a McDonald's Coke. You know, if, if I'm going to go with, with a, a Coca-Cola, we'll go with a McDonald's Coke. Nice. <laughs> I like that. It's, it's a bit different. That's the wild I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could choose um, one sport to watch for a year, are you choosing... Q Sports, so Paul and Snooker, we'll, we'll count them as one. I knew you were going to do this. 
<laughs> oh, horrible. Oh. <laughs> that is horrible. That is... Ah, you, you said you said you said to watch, didn't you? You said to watch. To watch, yes. Okay, football, and there's a reason. I, you know, I can watch and play football. Happy as Larry with both. I struggle to watch pool. Watching pool does, it, unless it's extremely entertaining. You know, um, I get a bit bored. I'll be honest. <laughs> if I'm not playing, I get a bit bored. So, I'd much rather play pool than watch pool. And I think, to be fair, everyone knows that about me. I'd much rather be on the table than watching. Um, Whereas with football, I can play and watch and I'm happy. So I'll go with football. Nice. Um, That leads nicely on to what do you predict um, of Burton Albion season this season? So for 23-24 season, what do you want to happen? What I want to happen and what I think will happen... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Two massive differences. Um, no, you know what? I think um, I was very, I was very kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I've said a lot of kind of, not bad words, but I I wasn't really too happy with, with Dino Marmaria taking over when, when Jimmy Floyd had left. I didn't feel like it was a safe option at all. Um, but happily, I'm very happy that he proved me wrong and we <laughs> stayed up. You know, we finished near mid-table in the end and he did He did a very good job. He brought very clever. Um, we lost We lost the keeper that he brought in, which is unfortunate because he was one of the best I've seen at the Pirelli, um, playing for Burton anyway. And, you know, we've, we brought in two new keepers. I, I'm yet to see them play, so who knows. But he's, a couple of the forwards he's brought in, they look, you know, He's brought in Cole Stockton from Morecambe, who scored, I think, 40 goals in two seasons in League One for Morecambe, who, you know, I'm sorry if any Morecambe fans are listening, but they are awful at football. You know, just a bad football inside that I don't enjoy watching. When I've been to the Pirelli, it's just not, you know, it's usually <laughs> sometimes two awful sides against each other. But um, no, I think I think he's lightning. I, I love him. I think he's got such a strike on him. I'm quietly confident if he if he can bring in a couple more players before the season starts. Um, I want to I want to push for playoffs. Who doesn't want playoffs? You know the whole playoffs, the, the two legs, and then the final. Who doesn't love the playoffs? Um, I, that's what I want. But what I think is another mid mid table finish, maybe thirteenth, twelfth, thirteenth. And I think you know season. what. I think the general consensus around Burton fans is that that's what that's what we are—a mid-table League One team. Um, <laughs> you know, so some fans think we're a League Two team. I don't. I think we're good enough for League One. I just don't think we're anywhere near good enough, or we don't have enough money to challenge for the title. Nice. No, I, I think you've been realistic with your approaches. I mean, you could have gone, yeah, we're going to come first or second, automatics. But no, it'll it'll be interesting, and I mean, I'm I'm interested in how Mason, um, Mason Bennett will do. Is of course his former derby, um. So I think I I just hope they do well. Is of have course. You seen, have, you, have you seen that stat about Mason Bennett? I haven't. No, go on. So he's made two hundred and two career appearances. Right. He's only completed three ninety-minute matches. Jeez. So 199 matches has either come off the bench or been subbed off. I mean, I know during the derby time, I can't remember him doing a full 90. And I mean, he started in the playoff final, didn't he? Against Aston Villa. Yeah. And if that was someone else, maybe we would have been in the Prem that season, but oh well. <laughs> I've got one more question for you, which is a bit of a thinker. Um, so, um, someone comes in to Burton train station, they've never been to Burton before, and you've got to show them one gem, and it's your gem of Burton, what are you showing them? Oh, God. <laughs> me missus is looking at me like... <laughs> um... Oh God! Wow, what a question that is. Oh God, 
Got to show them one thing in Burton on Trent. Yes. <laughs> Got no idea. Um, yeah, that's a good point. We well, yeah, well, we were we were known for, we're known for the brewery, but that's not what I, the, I I don't drink, so that I wouldn't take them there. Um, yeah. You class swad? You class swaddling coat as Burton? Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. You're taking it. I'll, I, you know what? I'll take them up to Potter's, up to me sponsor, the, and they can have game. a game. Can have a game of pool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be good, and it ties in nicely with, of course, your brand. So there exactly, we go. Mate, exactly. They can learn more about you over a couple of uh, games of pool. That's it. There, there it is. Um, so to round up, where can people find you, the show, microbrew, everything? Um, yeah, so so micro microbrew. Firstly, I'll start off with them. It, you know, there's a there's an app called the Microbrew Radio app. Um, you can download that. You will find Chalk Talk on there on a fr- if you just tune in on a Friday, six till seven pm. Um, you can go on through there. It's it's, uh, it's easy enough. Just download the app and, and whatever's on at the time, press play, and it, it will be on. So um, as as for Chalk Talk, it's you know. Facebook and Instagram, it's just called Chalk Talk. Um, on Instagram, it, it, it's a picture of myself. And on Facebook, it's a picture of my logo, which is just like Chalk Talk with a load of pool balls in the background. You can't miss it. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, that's that's it, really. And then, again, on, on Mixcloud, all of the shows are on there. If anyone wants to listen back, all of the links are on from week one up until, I think, episode 16 is on there now. So, Wicked. Um, thank you for coming on and I mean hopefully many people will check you out and try and get you to that number one spot on Mixcloud I hope so, I really do I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Peaking to Success podcast if you enjoyed please make sure you follow us on Spotify as well as Instagram where you can see all the updates of who is coming up, as well as who has already been on the podcast, as well as Twitter, where there is information and interaction from me on there as well. Thank you.